too famous, cut too shameless. I spit the duck now. Slap two pagans saying that's too Asian. Did they get lucky? I'm straight out of luck now. Up in this, they up now. Supness is stuck now. Blah blah, they hate we my la la don't stay down. We built this bitch, so it's time to get paid now. But fuck getting paid if it mean I don't stay brown. We don't need your likes, I'm whipping myself. Drop my whip on the road to self-love. We don't need to hide them with all the code switching on my shit. Let them smell us. Yeah, we on a podium winners and in the cinemas flow like a thorough readiness. Nobody similar throw my fist up. Only one finger to get to you. This is the home is a figure of speech. I build a spit from a heart. I bring some of my bars. My tiger's the same as bitch. I'm literally to get off. Deal with it. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about comic books. We talk about X-Men. But we're not going to do either one of those things today, Gary. Today we are, we are yeah. catching up on some MCU television and trailers um so as as most of you know we've we wrapped up our kind of long series on uncanny x-force and we've been kind of dipping our toes into here and there while we're waiting for our good friend gwen to join us to talk about our next relatively long series old man logan um so for to for this week's episode we're going to be talking about all of the tv shows that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that are related to the marvel cinematic universe how are you gary how's things how's how you doing you know, I'm doing all right. I uh, this week I have not slept well. Okay, I'm having one of those like multiple days of sleep deficit, like catching up with you, and it's it's real weird. There's no, I just I having a hard time getting comfortable, and then just kind of like turning my brain off. I'm not really thinking about anything. It's like the the sleep just isn't taking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not getting there. Uh, last night was the first night of some improvement uh, in a while, but it's just in time for a heat wave. So like. Not going to sleep this weekend. Um, the, uh, so yeah, so I'm okay. Uh, in good spirits, uh, generally things are going fine, but uh, just trying to get my you know, health hygiene yeah. stuff. Just trying to order. get everything, everything straight, everything where yes. it should be, everything coming out that's supposed to be coming out, everything going in that's supposed to be going in, not vice versa. Don't want to mix those up. It, right now, it, both uh, valves are reversed. <laughs> oh, no. It's a fucking nightmare. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I keep shitting food. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, just like, uh, like you might think you like prime rib, but you don't like prime rib. Oh, you haven't had it all the ways you have to have it. Um, the, uh, but yeah, generally doing, doing good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, last week it was our wedding anniversary. Uh, we made, oh, hell we made, yeah. Congratulations. We made 19 years. If you can believe that. Fuck. I know, dude. dude. It's crazy. <laughs> Every time I say that number so many to somebody. people have lived and died in the span of your marriage. I know. I know. Like, so many children have been born and their fathers just ran off to get a pack of cigarettes. It's so sad. Yeah. The, the entirety of the Lord of the Rings uh, sex, you know, sexology happened we all the hobbits and all the lord of the rings movies all of the lord of the rings movies uh autumn mm. and i met and one of the one of our first dates was going to see uh one of the harry potter movies i think it was either the first or the second one um so mm. almost that entire franchise's history yeah which is weird to think about like that is really yeah, fucking yeah. weird well don't don't count it out yet there's still fantastic beasts that's true to still going and they're, re- they're actually rebooting that weird. whole series if you just want to be just yeah. awful and yeah support it yeah um, never never a better time it's so, so fucking stupid <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's so it's, dumb this is the worst uh but we smoked um, a prime rib to celebrate our wedding anniversary like a seven or eight pound you did what we smoked a prime rib whoa yeah oh yeah um put that bad boy on the grilled some reason my guy gave it to me boneless this time which was a little weird usually the, it's, okay. it's a bone-in kind of prime rib situation 
uh, and extremely horny sentence on accident right there. <laughs> but Just throw that out there. But this was time uh, it was boneless and it cooked way faster than we anticipated. Uh, but we we love to smoke a prime prime rib. Uh, it gets real crusty on the outside and it's full of good flavor. Mm. And then she makes fondant potatoes and green beans. And um, there's like English like bread not bread pudding but like pudding things like those giant like flowery things that you see on the Bake Off that nobody makes over here. I can't remember exactly what a they're hood? called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She makes those and they are amazing. So we did it up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Had a good time. We just stuck in. We just stayed in and just hung out like all weekend, which um, is what we do nowadays. What's wrong with that? Yeah, nothing. That, that's fucking awesome. Absolutely nothing. So uh, every one of my friends who's getting old the same way that I am uh, loves it. Uh, if, you know, asterisk, if they don't have kids, if they don't have kids, uh, yeah. <laughs> everybody I know who is like this age where it's like, what'd you do this weekend? They're like, man, fucking nothing. It was awesome. We hung around the house, <laughs> slept in, uh, made this big elaborate meal. And then like one of the days we went out thrifting and, and I'm like, yeah, that's what we do too. It's awesome. And they're like, yeah. And then my friends with kids are like, oh my God. Well, I, I woke up at 6 a.m. to go to a, <laughs> a baseball you know, a game. judo competition. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> and it, it, but so they're real little kids, so there's really no judo happening. It's kind of just like seven-year-old boys patting themselves on each other on the back. You know, uh, it's... Yeah. One of my so, customers was... Um, I took him out to lunch the other day, and he was complaining because um, he's a relatively young guy. He seemed like in his mid-20s, but he had uh, volunteered to be his uh, son's football coach. And the sun is like, yes. I think like five or six, maybe like, maybe, but that's probably about the range for like when they start six or seven, something like that. Very, very young, no coordination whatsoever. Like nothing's organized. This is not a real game or anything. And he was just like bemoaning the fact of like, yeah, this is two nights a week. Like I'm just up there for like four hours, like watching these kids not do anything. <laughs> and then he was like, and then like parents are mad at me because like their kids aren't doing stuff. And I'm like, this isn't fucking college football, homie. Like this is just, <laughs> let's let yeah. them, let them run around and smack each other until they fall asleep all night. And you can just stay up and drink and watch your stories. Like what's wrong with you? So like, the the best thing that can come out of this is that kids get tired. Exactly. Yeah, that's the like, that's the goal of this is to wear the their little asses job. out. Yeah. Uh, don't don't let me catch you believing in the purity of sports for six year olds. Back in the day, we would just yes. work them in the mines and they would come home and go to sleep. But now yeah. we need. I, re- I remember like a lap running unit. Yeah. In like and, as, yeah, a kid. as a kid, yeah, like, this was a fucking sport. Why like, do just... I need to exercise when I'm eight years old? I don't understand. I, <laughs> oh. I vibrate my sleep. Now I, I get masturbate it. twenty times a day, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> my my forearm strength is that of a thousand Popeyes. I don't need to work out. Um, Why am I doing this? But yeah, it's just to wear yeah. them out. Just to work, wear their little asses out. Um, yeah. So, yeah. to put him to sleep. Well, let's talk about some MCU. We've got quite a bit of ground to cover today. Uh, so yeah. as a heads up for folks that are going to listen to the whole episode, we are going to um, cover Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And then at the end, we'll talk about some trailers. I think the only two significant trailers are Marvel's and Secret Invasion. Um, we're, yes. we're at a kind of a weird spot because I guess we could talk about the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but I've already seen it. <laughs> but you've seen it. So <laughs> don't know. I, I might go see it this weekend mm-hmm. uh, to escape the heat. Uh, and because everyone says it's good, uh, including yourself. Yeah, I was very pleasantly yeah. surprised. I think on this podcast, I've expressed a number of times about like how I thought that the trailers were just uh, setting us up for another like Black Panther 2, where it was going to be like a film full of mourning. Um, and they uh, really exceeded my expectations without going into spoiler territory or anything. Like they, they did a really good job of 
landing all of the stuff that I think they were really shooting for. Uh, my only complaint is, and it's going to be a complaint that we really talk about in the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, is that uh, I feel like James Gunn nailed his soundtrack on the very first movie and has just been slipping uh. <laughs> downhill since then, my man. Like I, I hate a lot of the musical stings in the movie. Like they're they're why do we need why do we need beastie boys sabotage and fucking yeah. everything like it's horrible is a sabotage happening during it no because that fucking sucks no oh, I, either way it sucks i the uh, um yeah i don't uh i don't want uh i'm i'm over needle drops yeah absolutely uh, yeah. yeah and it makes sense in guardians yeah. of the galaxy right like they they have made it a plot point the grandfather did it yeah, yeah but the like i dare you and it, it's it ends up being sad eventually but like it opens with did you see the the, the Robert Pattinson Batman? Yeah, where, where it's like oh, yeah. where it's like the the something in the way <laughs> kind of the forty minute version of something in the way. <laughs> it's it's something akin to that, and I had the same reaction where I was like, "Uh oh, I'm the only person around laughing." <laughs> like it was. Yeah, <laughs> I just think this isn't working on the level that you think it's working for me at all. Like I'll have gone all the way on the other end to make this funny. So, okay, I've got a, a load bearing question for you though. Okay, would it have worked for you if it was Guns N' Roses? Because because that seems to have elevated Love and Thunder like a full letter grade for you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so bad. And I was just reading an article yeah. where uh, I didn't know that Kurt Cobain and Axl Rose had uh, like a like a, a thing. Had beef. A, they had a beef with each other, and it came to a head at one of the MTV Music Awards. Oh yeah. Where like I, I, I watched that live, dude. Oh really? I wonder if there's uh, video. Yeah, of it. yeah. Or yeah. it seems yeah. to be all just like on Axel. Like it seems like Axel just didn't like that dude. And Kurt's like, man, this guy is weird. <laughs> like I don't know why yeah. he's doing <laughs> like, this. Yeah, why you're you're Guns and Roses? <clears throat> why do you have an opinion on this? This is ri- ridiculous. Yeah, the uh, the Metallica dude was like, yeah, we wanted because when they did Guns and Metallica, they wanted. Uh, nirvana to open that concert which in hindsight would have been like a fucking dream trifecta <laughs> in that in that era yeah. right like now you couldn't drag me to yeah, a metallica yeah. concert to save my life but um and but and nirvana was just straight up like no we don't want anything to do with guns and roses <laughs> because of axel <laughs> rose <laughs> so hilarious i don't know um I, it's hey, you. yeah I don't, I don't know that guns and roses really would have saved it for me i think some of the songs in there are okay there's there's one at the end that i think works the best uh but there's there's just so many of them that i feel like they are really really trying for deep cuts as opposed to just mm. songs that would work or something and then there's just it just happens too many times like it's like why do we need like seven of these scenes where we do something and to the set to a, a 90 song but yeah that that stuff's frustrating yeah um yeah looking forward to seeing it yeah so let's get into it uh what do you want to start with moon knight i think that's the earliest chronologically let's start with moon knight because yeah it's it's the uh the earliest uh of these this is uh, i'll throw this out there uh this is a mixed bag we're not you know the people who are here to you know hand it to you know really really grump out about shit that's not typically like what this show is Mm -hmm. i feel like this collection of tv shows is a pretty mixed bag and that's pretty generous yeah I think uh, I think this is this is the out of these things we've done these roundups. This is probably my lowest average enjoyment, especially for me. I would because say. I'm I'm so low on the holiday special and Moon Knight specifically that yes uh, that they yeah I think I think this was like our first like really like this was our shows that were first I guess WandaVision was too but like I feel like this is like COVID like these got hit the hardest by COVID like you can kind of see that they had to restructure stuff uh She-Hulk has notably has like some really rough CGI here and there um and like you can just kind of tell that like they just they were just really trying and not quite getting there for some of this stuff uh Moon Knight is a is a the good example. format is being stretched as well like I I think I noticed this because I just finished watching uh Miss Marvel 
Uh, that was the last one of these I watched. And it's like the, there are some of these things that should be five or four episodes that are being stretched to six. Yes. And six already seems like a really low number of episodes. But what this is where the strain is kind of showing of stretching what should be the material of a movie to essentially six hours. And this uh, is, I think. And it's frustrating because, like, we covered the Halloween special, the, uh, shit, what was it called? Monsters? Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And, like, came out of that loving it. And I feel like there's room for the 45 minute, like, TV movie kind of format for these things. Like, I, I, I yeah. don't know that, like, Miss Marvel would have necessarily worked for that. Like, I feel like Miss Marvel and She Hulk especially needed some extra episodes, but they could have definitely been thinned down a little bit. Like, if I had two 45 minute episodes of Miss Marvel and then, like, she went to the main MCU movie verse, I would have been fine. <laughs> like, I don't think I or needed even a anything. TV movie. Yeah. yeah even know, like, like an 80 minute a a feature length movie, but like it just to make it a real thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we, we'll, we'll talk about it. I, I also feel like that about Moon Knight to kind of transition us in, um, you know, Moon Knight is, well, tell me you have stronger feelings about Moon Knight than I do. I should uh, uh, tell me, tell me what you don't like about Moon Knight. I should mention that uh, I haven't seen Moon Knight since it was airing, so I, d- I did not go back and revisit any of this stuff. I've just seen them the one time. So if I if we if I forget plot points or if something I say is a little bit incorrect, like just forgive me. But uh, mm-hmm. honestly, I was really really excited about Moon Knight because I don't have a lot of experience with comics, uh, but that uh, Oscar Isaac dude has always been really really funny, and like the trailers looked pretty legit, uh, and then he spends most of that first episode as kind of a bumbling fucking idiot character, uh, and. I, I don't know, dude. Like I was just, I was so put off by the first episode and I had that reaction to WandaVision as well. So I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just not going to say anything. Let's just roll into the second episode and see if it gets cooler. And it just never gets cooler. I was bored fucking stiff with all of the Egyptian God bullshit and the, the flickering between the different personalities like that never really, that should be so super cool with this character. And I don't know. I think it was just because of the main guy whose name I'm, is escaping me. The dorky one. Uh, I just feel like I'd, did not. Oh, yeah, Mark, not Mark Spector, but uh, silly little British man. Yeah, exactly. We, we little British lad. That we little British into. lad is it was so just insufferable. Uh, and I don't, I don't know, man. Like I just every single episode, like I, I fell asleep during the, one of the finales, one of the last two episodes. Like I was just sitting in the chair and just like nodded off, and then woke back up and was like, oh, I just missed ten minutes of this. Which I mean, like I wasn't like stoned or drunk or anything. Like I was just sitting there in the middle of the day and I just, I'm not that old Gary. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I can stay awake in the middle of the day on my own recognizance, but a lot of the like back and forth, the villain, I think was the judgy bit with, um, what's his name? Kevin, um, whomever didn't really yeah. work for me at all. Like he was never like particularly great in this. I don't think, um, the only thing I, I, I kind of dug about it was towards the end when they give the moon Knight powers to the girlfriend. And like, we saw some cool action scenes with her, but that was really it. <laughs> like a lot of the early action scenes were just really, really clumsy. The whole car chase thing where he's flickering in between the personalities, I thought was really, really bad. Like I remember watching it and just going, God, this fucking sucks. Like I just did not like hardly any of this. There's a bunch of it that I find annoying. Uh, is what I'll put like that car chase thing was annoying. It takes a long time to get going. Uh, and I think that we little British boy, uh, of those personalities is a really irritating choice. Mm-hmm. Like it's a choice, you know? So I, I, I get why people respect it. They're like, Oh, you know, they really went for it. And like, yes, they really went for it. But just having this little, like, <laughs> uh, 
a very punchable, annoying kid, even if that is the point, mm-hmm. uh, half the time still ends up meaning that I'm watching a really punchable, annoying character. Yep. For it. I, I like Moon Knight a little bit more than you do. I think that uh, there's an episode where he goes to the asylum. That was cool. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that, that's, that I, did I thought like. that was yeah. great. I that was uh, that justified it, you know, made it worth watching for me, which is a weird thing to say because it's one sixth of it. Uh, but you know, this is directed. Or this was a show run by Benson and Moorhead, who are directors who I I like a lot, um, and I, I believe you have some affection for as well. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that is the only episode that felt like their thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it felt like it a lot. Like it was that, and transitioning into and out of that, I thought was really cool. And the design of Conchu is a plus. Like every time Conchu would show up. I was just like, yeah, that thing looks good. Uh, the voice, it being making jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, F. Murray Abraham making jokes, I, I could take or leave. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the design of it was really cool. The design, the, uh, the design was good. Uh, I definitely agree with you that, that there was not enough, like, Benson and Moorhead stuff. Like, I feel like when I heard that, I got very, very excited about it, just knowing how their movies are, right? Like, the, having that, like, weird sense of surrealism. And I was like, oh, that's going to be perfect for Moon Knight, who, like, deals with some, like, kind of surreal shit right like he's going through he's that dude is going through it <laughs> on a cosmic level yeah. that dude is going through it and you're right the the asylum episode is the only time that it felt like it got like really really weird and then like right after that i think he like leaves the asylum and they're like on a like a ship in the desert or something they're on a ship and there's a hippo goddess that's when that's when the girlfriend starts getting the powers yeah and, uh, and like, they start bringing the pantheon and stuff mm-hmm. i generally was cool with that like I, to me uh moon knight the second half of it is good mm-hmm but it should have started halfway through episode three, <laughs> you know, like, and it would have been like a much better show or, or just uh, like, which is really damning for something that's this short. Yeah. It's only six episodes you know? and it just, in the first yeah. two, like, I don't know. I've rewatched most of the MCU stuff at this point. Like it's a, it's popcorn, right? Like it's just fun. Yeah. I, I like a lot of the characters so I can, I can jump in and, and like have a good time with it. I can't ever imagine myself going back to this and suffering through like five and a half hours of this. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, man. Like, I was really excited about, like, Oscar Isaac as a character in the MCU. Like, I think that dude has a lot of charm and a lot of personality. And I, I felt like they, he didn't get a chance to really exhibit any of that in this. Um, and yeah, then there's, like, it, the stinger at the end where he's, like, there's, ooh, there's a third personality. Uh, it, and I was like, just give it, me that. At comics the, fans. Yeah, just give know. me that at the beginning. <laughs> like, that sounds, like, way more interesting yeah. than the stuff you're doing. And I feel like that's going to be, like, a common thread with all of this stuff is, like, as much as we think that we wanted some origin story stuff, um, like the way that the MCU, the MCU had been for a while, which is like, hey, we're going to kind of skip some origin story and just that dude has wings now has really been working. And when they go back to like, OK, now we need four episodes of origin story for Moon Knight. It just feels like it drags forever. Ethan, Ethan just, Hawk yeah, was the villain, not, not, not the guy. I was yeah, thinking of. yeah, it, it, it just uh, just too much uh too much uh origin i think yeah with this one in particular i still have a little bit of hope for like that character getting incorporated into uh like a new avengers or something like that Mm -hmm. um i can see that working you know just fine and being kind of interesting like i wouldn't mind seeing him with a dynamic with more people to bounce off of rather than himself yeah you know uh that would be maybe interesting I think not me. having to deal with all of his history at the same time, like not having to yes. worry about that. But he just shows up and he's like, oh, that's Moon Knight. And Oscar Isaac gets some like, you know, some witty banter or some like cool action stuff or some just really interesting character work. Like 
put him in Blade immediately. Like immediately put yeah, this dude yeah, yeah. in Blade. And I think he would like, I don't know who's writing that. I know they've had to restructure a bunch of that stuff, but like give Moon Knight and Blade like some real cool stuff to bounce off of each other. And I think that's a, that's a good time. Just here, like the, the writing really, really failed the character, I think. And man. I think so too. And it's also, we should also put our line in the sand. This is not a character either of us know or have tons of affection for. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it, when we say it failed the character, we mean that it didn't make it interesting to us. It's possible this is actually a really accurate and respectful treatment of the Moon Knight comics that we have not read. And maybe Moon Knight is just not for us. Like, I don't know if you have any history for Moon Knight. I always thought that the character looked cool. So I kind of like wanted to like him, but I haven't read like a bunch of Moon Knight stories or anything. I've read a little bit, but very, very little. I think most of my Moon Knight history is just that one panel that floats around about him calling Dracula a nerd. Like that's I think, feel like, <laughs> and I feel like based on that one panel, I'll, I'll like extrapolate. That's why you it. want that Blade crossover. Exactly. That's you it. Immediately that's, that's just it. have a post credits pop nerd. You fucking nerd. I just <laughs> might, uh, might I suggest that um, um you might be a nerd, uh, and then just you might be a bit of a wanker, and then uh, yeah. Blade yeah. gives him a high five and then credits. Perfect. I love it. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I don't, so, I think Ethan Hawke's thing too, as a villain in this, where he is uh, like creating some weird society around, you know, judging people with his big judgy staff. Um, I don't know. That really, man, the MCU just has been really struggling with villains. I think across the board, we're going to see, we're going to talk about this with She-Hulk and Miss Marvel as well. Like, right. Like there's just, like, yeah. they, that's, one of the main things is there's but, not a really good antagonist for th- for this right now, <clears throat> besides Dracula. I, I actually really so I, I will I I really like how She Hulk handled that, uh, but I agree with you with Miss Marvel. Yeah, I th- I, yeah. I think She Hulk ended that very well, but I spent like seven episodes wondering like when something was going to happen with it. So. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's uh they they are not doing great work in terms of charismatic uh villain stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Ethan Hawke is a good you know a fine actor. You know, but Great he's actor. just not given enough to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not what, enough to do, I think. And like most of what he's doing is like touching people with a like a staff. <laughs> yeah. Walking slowly with a cane and then touching people in the forehead with a staff. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. The, uh, the monster designs were pretty cool in this. Like the CGI, yep. I think, was okay, except out of some some like notable set pieces where uh, I think what I'm thinking of is specifically like that early car chase down the cliff that looked yeah. just just horrible horribly green screened and then the uh the desert ship thing i thought i didn't think it looked very good but like the creature cgi stuff when they actually started fighting like with the weird monsters or whatever i think that was very very cool yeah i thought that was cool as well uh moving on uh miss marvel is next this is really fresh in my memory mm-hmm. uh here um so i'm i'm a, like, a little bit warmer on moon knight than you i think i'm a little cooler on miss marvel uh than you yeah i had to watch this in a side window while I played Darkest Dungeon 2. Because uh, otherwise I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I was, was going to like tap out. Uh, and it's such a complicated show because I was trying to figure out what I don't like about it. And also trying to be uh, very clear in that communication. Because it's not... You know, I'm sure internet chuds got real mad oh, yeah. at the show. Mm-hmm. Everything they got mad at I think is the best part about the show. So uh, I love... Uh, you know, that this is taking, you know, has Muslim Americans as like a major, you know, faction. I love that it treats, you know, their culture, uh, you know, respectfully. I don't know enough about the culture to say if everything's accurate, you know, but it's, it treats it reverently. It's full of like Muslim joy, mm-hmm. you know, people having good times. Like nobody is being reduced to a stereotype. Like this is a rich and vibrant culture that made me jealous for having a culture. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, I, was, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool to have a fucking culture? Really makes you just aware uh, of your own whiteness in some degree of like, oh, I guess I just, need to be a redneck yeah. to get this kind of vibe, right? Like, that's, that's the only yeah. time that I've ever felt like I had a culture is when I was like, my, my, my choice is nothing or a fucking Nazi <laughs> because I, I don't get this. That sucks. Uh, you know, like I, I was really into that shit and everyone is charismatic as hell. Oh, my God. Uh, something that happens as so I get, uh, I get older uh, and become more sensitive and stuff. I, I get more sensitive about the loss, you know, basically being an orphan. Right. So like losing my dad when I was younger and then losing my mom, uh, media with good parents or parents who are trying, uh, now will activate a new weird emotion in me oh, that joy. I didn't used to feel at all. Like I just get really, really wistful for it. And I, I just watching this, this show and I'm just like, that's such a good fucking dad. God, that's a good dad. What a fucking dad. Like, I'm just like, you know, like, I'm not caring about the action scenes or special effects or any of this. I'm just like, what? Man, that mom is really trying. Mother-daughter relationships are goddamn complicated. You know, I, I just, I, like, really fucking hits me. It's just, it goes on forever, and there are so many fucking characters in it. Like, they're constantly introduced. Like, she meets, like, four secret societies in this. <laughs> Uh, and all of them have like a brooding anti-hero yep. character to them. Uh, and they all fucking suck. <laughs> I, I, they have no, there's no charisma to them. Like her family, her home life seems awesome. Like I, I wanted the She-Hulk TV show of this. I wanted the sitcom with Kamala being charming mm-hmm. and stuff and not her meeting any of these uh, organizations. They're all more boring than anything I've ever seen. Yeah, when she you goes, know, it just when she goes back to India to meet specifically, like I don't and I don't remember the names. The for red, this stuff. red daggers, the or red whatever. daggers, like that feels felt like it drug out for so long. And the funny thing is, just like you're saying, like I didn't when Autumn and I watched that. That um, Autumn has been checked out on a lot of the MCU stuff uh, recently. Yeah. She, she doesn't really care about it, but she did watch Miss Marvel and She Hulk with me, um, and we both felt the same way. Where like when they were going through the flashbacks and like her family and like all of that, like history about the, the splitting of the border and all this stuff, like incredibly emotionally impactful, right? Like they fucking nailed that to a degree that I was really astounded by in a superhero story. And then like all of it, it's also here. Let me put an asterisk real quick. I'm not trying to interrupt Mm -hmm. you, but I want to know if, if this was true for you, part of the reason why that stuff hit so well, and I'm not, I'm not proud of any of this, uh, but is that I'm real ignorant about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like yeah. I, do, I just don't know very much about that shit. So it's like, and that, that's a failing in me, right? Like I'm, I'll take responsibility for that, but it was, it was a really good, it's not anyone's job. Like anybody who is, you know, South Asian to like educate me about this bullshit. But I feel like the show did do that. Mm-hmm. It was like, Hey, let's show you this rich and bri- vibrant culture and some history that you may not know, portray it seriously and respectfully. Uh, and that was a huge reason why that worked is because I'm an, I'm a dumbass. Yes. You know? Well, and I think yeah. that also just like the family, they did such a good job of, of cementing like the family as a, as a unit within Kamala, where even when she's like trying to stretch away from it and do, you know, the Avengers con uh, or whatever, like when she's trying to pull away from her family a little bit, like teenagers do, like they, the way they react to her and the way that they get her back kind of back in the fold is just really, really heartfelt and caring. Like they don't like, it's, it's that classic thing of like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed when like the mom finds out what she's been doing, but like, that's, it's even, it's, it's, it's a trope for a reason because it's fucking devastating and you just feel so, so bad. And you see on Kamala's face that like, she feels bad having done this. Um, And all of that stuff, when they go back to the, 
to her home country and she's like experiencing all of the stuff that her grandparents went through and she's seeing all of these things uh it's just so like you're just like oh shit there was this whole like political strife that i am just fucking ignorant about and i just didn't know about it at this like they this is a part of their history and their culture that they think about all of the time and and then you get to like all of the secret society stuff and i'm like why is there like a underground layer with like a fucking touchscreen interface <laughs> like what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> this basement iron man shit and that uh, um, it is like so much less interesting yeah absolutely and you're right about the too many characters because there's like this the teenage spy dude over there that runs that one and then there's like the agent spy dude that she's like kind of like wants to be boyfriend and girlfriend with for a little while and then there's like there's, there's, there's clandestine spy dude uh red dagger spy dude uh-huh her weird little nerd that she owns who i felt so bad for constantly. little guy who will just do constantly yeah, do, do anything for her uh you know and she doesn't give a shit <laughs> about the, this poor little white kid uh like that guy uh and then uh so those are the three secret the her th- the three crushes mm-hmm. she's dealing with during this and then we also get damage control as a faction like too many factions well and i uh, you know uh, one of the things that i think that like there's so many that that's happening. So there's the secret society and then there's the like weird aliens from a different world that the secret society has been fighting, but actually maybe they're good, but they're actually not. And I'm like, this seems like an Avengers problem. Like, what are we, why are we dealing with this with, with Kamala? Like this feels like a bigger thing. And like, honestly, as much as I loved all of the emotional stuff, uh, I think if they had just limited her to the U.S., she would have been fine. Like, if we had just dealt with the damage control reaction, I think that would have been okay. I think that would have been enough. Because it was a strong metaphor. Like, yeah. the idea of them uh, damage control, who, like, first of all, I mean, I have bones to pick with that in general. Mm-hmm. You put a pin in that, right? But um, them treating this this mosque and this Muslim community... Uh, differently you know them like at the end where they go in to search it and they're like this is not our first rodeo here are all our ids we know what to do you know we get harassed by you people all the time that stuff was really strong you know and i can understand them wrapping the clandestine into it because they needed something for her to get her powers they want to just straight up say like oh she's a mutant she has her powers out of nowhere they need to tie it into her heritage Mm -hmm. you know that's like a big part of miss marvel that's a big part of kamala khan uh i get that you know she she's very much of of her place her going to to Pakistan, meeting a bunch more of her family members, and then the Red Daggers was just like absolutely, like hat on a hat. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's when we say there's too many, it's really that to me. Yeah, uh, that and that would have been great for like a season two. I think is what you were like leading up to, mm-hmm. or like a movie. You know, start her off on a slightly smaller scale. The the clandestine. Basically starting what I think what they're implying was going to be an incursion, right? Like the yeah. world would come and take over this one. Uh, that is not something Kamala Khan should have to fix. Exactly. Yeah. She's 15. Or if, or like yeah. that, the, the, the real, I think the good idea here is to deal with like that local threat. And then, you know, she goes into Marvels and comes back and then, oh, now she finds like there's this other kind of, you know, world out there and she's more exposed to the ideas of it and then she's able to take care of those problems uh because it didn't that's that was the other thing is like didn't really feel solved at the end either (laughs) like Mm. it just kind of felt like everybody kind of came to a conclusion and were like oh well you know everybody's bad i think some people died i think the mom died and the the kid but the kid still is out there or something and i the the kid is out there who turned out to be like a shit in the last episode which Mm. i didn't like like he just started indiscriminately slaughtering people because his mother was dead, but his mother was so cartoonishly villainous 
uh, early on. And then his mother did the heroic sacrifice, which like none of the stuff worked like that shit worked. For none me. of it. None of it. It was a real, like the, the protagonist end of this works and the antagonist end work end of it was some of the worst stuff I think we've seen uh, from this franchise. I want I just want to make sure that we pour some love on the family though, because the mom and the dad oh, yeah. are amazing. The brother, the brother is incredible. Uh, her friend from yeah. high school uh, that she kind of has to hide yep. this stuff from is so amazing. Like they have this like wonderful close relationship. Uh, her wanting to become like the, the the leader of the local mosque, like running for office yeah, or whatever, to, just, to, yeah. to make sure that like the women's facilities are as good as the men's. Yeah. And all, of the, all of that little subplot stuff really worked. Uh, there's an amazing amount of like, I guess I would call it set dressing to this. Um, mm-hmm. I, they, you know, the stuff, all of the animated sequences after the episodes are incredible. Like they do an amazing job and they all seem to fe- feature like Indian American, like music or rappers, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Like they, they actually did the work to try to find like some, to pull everything they could to into this. And I, I just think that's fantastic. It, I felt bad. All the music stuff was great. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And even this, the design stuff. So like, you know, while we're doing sugar, uh, the kind of gimmick of this, of having the drawings. Mm-hmm break in you know her being an artist and having the bar drawings the text pop up stuff like that like all that stuff was really cool yes and i think that the way that they realized her kind of power set also looked really cool me too mm-hmm. uh it the way that she used it was really interesting it was like often defensive like she puts up shields to protect people more than anything you know it, it feels like somebody who's not just shooting energy blasts mm-hmm. uh, which is what everyone does <laughs> in this sorry i just transitioned to uh to something that wasn't about the family the family was great yes it made me incredibly jealous and heartbroken yeah i think and just seeing them pop oh. up in like the marvels trailer right i was like oh yeah. my guys my guys yeah, yeah. um great. her powers the wedding her, oh yeah, yeah the wedding dude the wedding was fantastic yeah, yeah. uh just brilliant. love it man i wish i had a culture <laughs> the <Yeah>. uh <laughs> uh the the powers thing was a kind of a controversial thing because they they changed like the way that her powers work pretty significantly from the comics and that's something that I think that I would usually care about and I just did not at all like it felt so natural and it felt like something so unique and fun like you mentioned like she kind of creates these energy discs uh, basically and like I, I love a training montage and we get a couple of those in this like I just really I think I, everything really worked power wise for me and I'm yeah really excited to see like how she and Monica Rambo and Carol Danvers are all going to hang out together like i think that's going to be a real fun movie the, the alternative wouldn't have worked because in the comic she's mr fantastic she's stretchy mm-hmm. you know and that would have been silly looking you know they, they only show that for like two seconds in dr strange because <laughs> they know it would have looked real fucking silly like that's going to be the the hardest thing for the fantastic four movie to do yeah yeah uh you know uh, i i prefer this as well i think it looks cool if we do a, um, uh, I want to see her family interface with these everyone as well. If you do a, if, if, if Duck Feet does another charity bundle, uh, we should subject mm-hmm. ourselves to one of those Fantastic Four movies. Um, and oh hell yeah, dude! I think that'd be a really <laughs> good time. Like I haven't seen, I've seen both of those. They're all of them are horrible. Like there's, I don't think there's any redeeming qualities. But I mean, it'd be fun to to actually just go through and to ch- chat about those things. <clears throat> I've only seen the first one, uh, not the Roger Corman one. Uh, so out of the four Fantastic Four movies, I've seen one of them. Oh, okay. Uh, we, we'll do all of them. Shit, well, man. let's Fuck not. <laughs> let's Fant- Fantastic Hold Four <laughs> podcast. We transitioned. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. Hold it's... up. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, um, 
But yeah, I think I think Miss Marvel for me was an overall success, uh, despite all of the stuff that kind of brought it down. Uh, because just because on the strength of the characters, um, and then I think the one thing that you and I are both going to agree on is that we really dislike the way that Damage Control was was handled in this because I think we it's weird. I like the idea <laughs> of Damage Control being like this almost like comedic, like we got to figure out something to do about powers. Uh, like flexible organization and we had kind of we've had glimpses of that in like some of the spider-man movies uh this like jackboot thug situation that they made uh, damage control out was i just yeah i almost wish it was like the fucking um like ice i just ho- wish it would have been ice and not damage control yeah. <laughs> that, that'd have been incredible actually that's a great idea just like uh yeah it's it's a in spider-man they're more sinister than they are in the comics like in the comics damage control are silly mm-hmm. right in in Spider-Man, it's a little bit more serious, but they're not a huge part of it. Uh, it's worth noting that this is something that changed in production. Originally, this wasn't damage control. It was a new organization, but then they decided to make it damage control because they had too many organizations dealing with the same things, which kind of ended up making damage control cartoonishly evil, uh, which they are in this. The lady of it uh, played a character in Orange is the New Black uh, that's actually pretty similar. To her character in this. Yeah. So it was kind of, and I hadn't seen her in a long time and I think she's a good actress. Um, she doesn't make any fucking sense in this. Like there's the part where her boss tells her to stand down because they're punching children on TV <laughs> and she goes, nah, nah, gonna keep uh, doing this. And then just gets wiped out. Yeah. It, it's really dumb. Uh, you know, she's not William Stryker. She doesn't have a backstory or a reason to want to have this animus. You know, I, it's a weird thing. Like I almost would have liked it more if she was a raging racist. Yeah. Again, if it would just been ice, if like they had just been like, Oh, I I hate Brown people. Like, I feel like the, the character would have worked better. Like as horrible as that is, like, but I just feel like, Oh, I'm mad at the superhero teenager is a really weird fucking, like I'm going to risk it all to, to murder the superhero teenager is a very strange thing uh, to do. And and there's a little bit of subtext that like, you know, there's some racial motivation, but not as much as I, needed or wanted yeah you know i i just really really wanted her to have a motivation uh which she did not have yeah so it just made them silly you know the um the big the other thing i wanted to mention when we talk about this because it plays into a larger aspect of the mcu in general that i think is really funny is the comic con is the avengers con oh yeah um which is absolutely incredible like it's so fucking fan servicey and gimmicky and there's a bunch of jokes that like I, I struggle with it almost because I think they're funny, but I don't know why anybody in this world would think they're funny. <laughs> like it, it's one of those weird situations where I get it and I love it, but I don't know why anybody in the, it doesn't make sense yeah. to be in this universe while they're doing it. And I'm, but I'm fine with it. Like I love, I love the whole mm. aspect of it. And weirdly enough, um, I don't think you played that Avengers video game that came out recently. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so it, it popped, no. it popped up on game pass and I was like, well, it's, it's quote unquote free to play. So I'm just going to like download, it and maybe i'll run through the story uh and it starts with something very much like this it's like avengers celebration day and and you start as kamala khan like having been selected uh to i think she wrote like avengers fanfic or something and it like won a prize Mm. um so you like the game starts with you walking through a convention very similar to this of like here's tony stark's you know mach 5 or whatever um and this is so much better. The way Ms. Marvel does it is so much better than that video game. It's just unreal. Like I loved all of the little touches. There's so many like small in jokes and and just weird stuff that they say or comment on during the whole thing. I just I love it, but like 
going back to like Hawkeye and there being a Captain America play or like an Avengers play, right? Like I what what does the public know? <laughs> like what do they does the public know about Thanos? And if so, how? Like who told them about Thanos? And I gotta I've I've kept and what do they think? I've kept dreaming you know, like, about this. I just I just really yeah. want someone to do an office style documentary, like explaining the last fifteen years of the Avengers to the general public, right? Like I want that to be a thing because I want to know how the public knows anything about this. That's actually a great pitch for a damage control series if they didn't make damage control what it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, like mm-hmm. imagine, you know, they, they assign somebody to the Avengers and you just get cameos, you know, and talking heads and stuff. And like, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, I, uh, I felt the same way. Like, I thought that convention looked real neat, you know, and I was very uh, happy for, for Kamala Khan uh, to be in there, but it did feel a little weird. Uh, these people who, you know, had half their lives taken away. And it's like, oh, they know about Wanda sacrificing her husband. Yeah. You know, and shit like <laughs> Just, that. Like, how much of this shit actually, you know, yeah. who knows? Who, who and, told and them? I want more of that stuff expla- explored. Me too. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. also like, again, that to, it's, it's part of my issue with the MCU, with the way these TV shows are treating it, is like, when is everything happening? Because when we watched... Uh, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like there's global upheaval as they're trying to place like displaced people from the snap, right? Like we, there's a there's a movement of like people that are like, well, they were gone for five years, yeah. so I have their house, and none of that is reflected in the other shows, and it's it's something of symptomatic to do this. Like um, Elizabeth Olsen has been kind of talking about this a little bit more publicly now about her frustration with Multiverse of Madness, because like when she got the script, she was like. Did any of you guys watch WandaVision or read the script? Like, because we just mm. we just did all of this. Like, we're we like I'm I'm over this. My character is over this. Y'all should we should be down the path from this a little bit. Uh, and she was got kind of frustrated about it. And I feel like mm. th- like that's going to be a problem with the MCU until they because it really feels like kind of it's kind of aimless right now. They really need to like figure out how to make everybody come together again, like they did in the first few phases. Well, they don't have, yeah, uh, and and I don't know if they're going to get there exactly. Like, it's it's very impossible for them to, not impossible, it's difficult for them to make the TV shows feel as mandatory as the movies. Yeah. But they simultaneously need us to care about them, you know? So, like, if we watch the TV show and they do a major world shift thing, like they did in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or a character shift in WandaVision, they just can't bank on people seeing those. Yeah. Having seen those. It gives lie to... You know, as much as, you know, you and I have both heaped a lot of praise on the TV model for mm-hmm. this stuff. Like, there are characters whose stories we'd like to see that are better explored in a TV model, you know? Uh, but the, it does break the integration, which was the exciting thing about the MCU and the thing that made it very successful. Yeah. You know, this idea of this, all these moving parts going together. Now we have some parts that are kind of optional or, or extremely optional. You know, uh, you know, it's 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 a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. The big criticism people give to this stuff is like, oh, it's ridiculous that to enjoy Doctor Strange two, I had to have seen like X other movies. Yeah. You know, now you have to. Uh, they could they could either say, well, also you have to have seen these shows, or these shows don't matter. Yeah. You know, and and both of which are compromises that are not serving them super well. And ironically, like, it's, uh, it's 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 very much like comic books. Like this is the this yes. is the core issue that happens with comic books. If you if, as you read comic books for uh, any length of time, you realize like these stories start sprawling out into these different things. And then 
one day Havoc shows up and he doesn't have an arm and you're like, what the fuck <laughs> What happened to Havoc? Yeah. <laughs> Why, where is his arm? And you like, have to start looking on Wikipedia to find the Havoc arm missing arc <laughs> that happened in yeah, un- yeah. Un- like, you know, Uncanny Avengers number two or some me, shit. Me trying to figure out how Colossus turned into Juggernaut. Exactly. Yeah. And, perfect and just, example. That, that being weirdly difficult, <laughs> you know, and, and the, tra- this is uh transitions us, you know, if, unless we have any final thoughts on this I'm Marvel, good. Yeah, I'm good. I think transitions us pretty well into She-Hulk, which is a way to avoid this which is doing a different kind of show. Yes. Um, you know, She-Hulk to me, even though you're, you're right, it felt kind of villainless. The thing that made me uh, come to peace with that was starting to realize, oh, like it's a sitcom. You know, having to like starting thinking like these teas, you know, thinking the anomaly was not that a villain didn't show up. The anomaly was them teasing a villain in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And if you ignore that, it just kind of becomes like a court case of the week thing with a very very minor running thread uh that ties it together that works really fucking well yeah uh this is out of all the stuff that we are, we're talking about today this is by far my favorite i think that this is uh you know it's hard for me to argue like i really liked loki i really liked wandavision uh this is up there this is in the top three shows i think they've done yeah um and you know consistently really really enjoyed it I uh, uh, I think this this rocks. Like you like you said, changing this from a adventure, dramatic adventure story uh, or format into a essentially a rom com or just a normal like sitcom uh, is was extremely extremely smart. It fits the character very well. Um, it's it's very much makes her like a fish out of water. Um, even though it's mm-hmm. like some of this stuff gets real hand wavy about her, like you know, oh, I shared some blood with my cousin. Now I now I've got Hulk powers too. <laughs> like it just yeah. But at the same time, I don't really care because it's the it's the Marvel universe. Who gives a shit? Um, it just had to make her a, a Hulk and yeah. then move forward. Um, yeah. but it it like the the writing is so sharp and so funny on this. The fourth wall breaks are so good when she's just talking to the wall. Really, like I feel like my only complaint about this is that a uh my girl um Mackenzie with the with two eyes, but not where you think they are, is not in the show enough. <laughs> like she needs to be. She needed to be on like mm. every other episode. Um, and then just the CGI. Who, you, who did she play in it? Oh, she, that was the, that was the character. Um, she was like the real ditzy. I think it was McKenzie. Uh, she, she was the one like in the, she was like the real ditz that was drinking at, and, um, and she, they bring her up on stage and she's oh, like, gotcha. McKenzie with the Y, but not where you think. Like, she, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She gets teleported the, to uh, like Wong's thing and they're watching TV and one of the, uh, the yeah, the but Wong's buddy. Wong's yeah. yeah Wong's buddy. buddy. I can't remember. Maybe, yeah. it, maybe it's not McKenzie, but I, it's, it's one of them. But somehow she, she is, and somehow is not, uh, Mona Lisa Raphael from exactly. Yeah. Uh, she, 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 yeah. From, from Parks, <laughs> and, from Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. She's a, yeah. absolutely amazing, but also not, not quite Lisa that Sa- character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, maybe I'm getting, maybe it wasn't McKenzie, but I thought it was something like that, but it, she just had that like classic with the Y, but not where you think it's <laughs> just really, really yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah. She, she had a funny name. Mm-hmm. Uh, like she was great. They, like I, I am with you on that. And the CGI was generally pretty crummy. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the big Hulk fights and stuff did not look good. Um, but I really like how they did not put them where you think they should be, you know? And weirdly like the, where the CGI looked okay or the action was good. We're in comedic scenes. Like one of my favorite episodes of this is the magician who learns a couple of actual magic tricks <laughs> and fucks everything up. The the her his two magician lawyers very funny. Yes, uh, stuff. But that fight worked for me because it was just mostly about dialogue and little comedy beats. It wasn't trying to be like thrilling, mm-hmm. you know. And I love action scenes. I love action scenes with superpowers. I think that on TV like this, uh, in this you know 
I'm not transitioning us away from this yet, but this is a thing I'm excited about for Seeker Invasion is I think it's going to have low level, like Jason Bourne style action, which is not going to rely that much on CG shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's going to work a lot better as like a spy thriller than, uh, than this does as a big superhero action thing. Which okay, this wasn't trying to be, but Miss Marvel does at points, and and Moon Knight does at points. Yeah, um, yeah. The um, the I think some of the worst stuff is just when she's interacting with the normal world. Um, and I I actually like the way they do some of this because they are like, oh, we you know the, her boss wants to create a superhero lawyer division, but that requires her to come to work as She Hulk and not just as you know Jennifer. Um, mm-hmm. and it's those scenes when she's like interacting with just a normal world that I think stand out the worst. Like when she's at the desk, it looks like Shrek. It, it looks a yeah, lot yeah, like yeah. Shrek. Unfortunately, having just seen Shrek for the first time relatively recently, I can, I can agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that stuff sucks. Um, really great. Uh, you know, you talked about earlier about the writing being sharp. It's a lot smarter and, and funnier than, than you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think a lot about the joke. Uh, so, you know, the, the setup joke is the, you know, the frost elf or whatever that uh, makes herself look like Megan the Stallion mm-hmm. to, to pick up guys, which is like, that's funny. You know, like, that's funny and it was well done. But then at the end when she starts giving the speech from the end of Ragnarok and the judge <laughs> cuts her off and is like, you know, your honor, don't tell, give us the speech that Thor gave to unite Asgard. Like, that's very, that is the the big, you know, how does she know about that? How does she know? Right? <laughs> yeah. I, but it doesn't matter because it, it's She-Hulk. It, it's, it's supposed to break through this fourth wall, you know? So it has the opposite of whatever that dissonance is that comes up with, with Avengers Con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and, and it just like, I'm just like, yeah, fucking A. That's, that's funny. Uh, and just, you know, happy uh, during it. Like it just really works. It was, uh, it was Madison, not, I don't remember. Madison. Not McKinsey, Madison with a Y, yeah. but not where you think. There we go. Yeah. Um, Perfect. Yeah, yeah, all of the like the weird quarter of the week jokes I think really really worked. The the shape changer into Megan the Stallion. Um that's another like Mr. Immortal's great. Mr. Immortal is just like, fantastic. They, they included one of the fucking Great Lakes Avengers in this. <laughs> Uh, love it um, the, uh, we got to talk about them bringing Abomination back which I think is really interesting because it's yeah. like one of the first times that they've even acknowledged that Edward Norton movie technically being in the MCU um, man you want to talk about somebody who is salty about not being the Hulk anymore it is Edward Norton <laughs> is, <laughs> is he have you- has he talked about it or is oh that yeah yeah just, he, he made i don't remember oh. he, he was given a speech somewhere uh, i saw a video of it and he was like you know i was in a movie and you know what? I, I tried to make those movies better like you know what you know how i did it by better writing and they refused to like, like they were he was just going off on it wow um Fuck. yeah no, I, I didn't know that the original uh war machine guy um terrence howard i think uh, is that right yes. terrence howard uh is real salty because uh he claims that he got the studio to pay uh um robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Uh, extra money um, for it to be Iron Man. And then he, uh, Robert Downey Jr. turned around and like cut him out of the movie so he could keep the extra money that he earned. Um, but he's also like a fucking space cadet. So like he, he, he discovered yeah. he discovered triangles recently and there was something I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I was good. Yeah, I was going to mention if you knew that Terrence Howard has a math thing where he thinks one times one cannot equal one. Yeah, because that means that two is of no value. Okay. Uh, because one times itself has no effect. He's got this whole, like, do you, if you're listening to this, you don't know about this. Uh, please Google, please Google Howard math. Yeah. I mean, it is he, it's bonkers. It's incredible. Uh, really? He's got his own form of math. But uh, uh, it's, a, yeah, it's not an opinion, you know, math isn't an opinion. <laughs> math isn't an opinion. Uh, it's a very good quote. <laughs> like, 
but yeah, it. they 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 um, straight up bring the abomination back as like her first case, right? Uh, which is yeah. unusual. Like it's 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 weird because you know this is the guy that attacked the Hulk in the very first Hulk movie when it was Edward Norton, and she even tells her boss like, "Hey, I think this is like a conflict of interest," and he's like, "No, it's not. Just do the job." <laughs> and they, they I, yeah, I I love how they they handle it where it's it seems like it's gonna be a fake out. Like, oh, obviously he's into st- something. You know, it's like the, we're gonna go a traditional way. Like he's he's pretending to reform. The abomination seems like a pretty good guy by the end of this. Yeah, you know he gets taken in by that shitty men's rights group. Mm-hmm. You know at the end, but it, it's not. Uh, he's not a villain. He's not trying. He's not. He hasn't reformed the masters of evil. Exactly, or whatever yeah. the shit like you know that you would expect. Um, and Tim Roth is tons of fun in it, like fun and funny. Yeah, uh, in it. Uh, I love uh, Daredevil coming back as well. Um, one of the things, uh, you know, we talk about like big criticism of this whole universe and stuff is there's no like romance or flirting. Mm-hmm. I thought that like Daredevil and, and She-Hulk in this have chemistry. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, uh, like real, this was a character who had like real relationships and romantic interest and, and romantic and sexual chemistry, uh, in a way that both actors sold the shit out of, mm-hmm. uh, in this, uh, I was really happy to see it. I think the closest um, they've come to a like a legit love story in this, uh, yeah, is probably WandaVision and uh, or not WandaVision, but uh, Wanda and the Vision. Uh, but even those, I don't think those actors had a great amount of chemistry to each other. I don't think Robert, I don't think Iron Man and um, Pepper had an incredible amount of chemistry mm-hmm. with one another. Like I, these two are the first time I was like, they're are gonna bang immediately. Like you can just tell. Like you can yeah. just tell that they they just want to jump in bed with each other, and it was good. Um, there's that moment where she's, he's like, I can hear like your heartbeat and like, you, there's a, you can do what now? <laughs> like you can, I don't know. It's yeah. just really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very good. You know, like very, very well done and just happy to see Daredevil back. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, coming back in, obviously uh cameo in Spider-Man, but this feels more integrated. It does. And you know, him- really happy with that. Uh, and then the ending being very clever as well. Uh, and very on brand for you know, for, for She-Hulk, for the comics. Yes. Uh, you know, deciding to, uh, you know, rewrite her own ending. Yeah. So you know, we, uh, we get to an ending and it's revealed that, you know, this, this, this tech guy who had actually gone on a date with Jennifer at some point and kind of like showed some signs of fetishizing She-Hulk, uh, has stolen some of her blood and was going to use it to make more Hulks. Uh, and then like, she finds this out at like a, basically like a men's rights activist party on the abominations like hangout mm-hmm. pad. And he's, and even he's like, Oh my God, this is, this is horrible. I don't want this at all. Um, and then like, she literally just is like, no, 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 we're going to, we're not going to do this. And then she comes out of the panel, uh, and then like drops down the MCU sign or, or something or drops down on her logo and then like goes into our world where she like meets the writers and eventually gets to a computer uh, where it, which is like, I think they call it like the Kevin Feige bot or something where it's just, it's yeah, deciding yeah. the fate of the MCU. And in the background are like classic MCU moments and everything. And it's, you know, she Hulk is, was one of the first characters to break that fourth wall and to like play in that arena. And her doing it in the TV show is just absolutely fantastic. Like asking the bot, like, you know, where's the X-Men <laughs> the kind of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. really, uh, really funny. On it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like that a lot. Um, they they haven't talked about a second season of that show, right? I don't think so. No, they haven't. And they haven't seen, yeah, I, said anything about like her showing up anywhere else, too, so, which is weird. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. I would really like to see just another fun, like superhero law is a really fun idea. You know? Uh, and I, would, I could watch just, a, again, a Monster of the Week style thing of this where they just deal with these legal concerns. Yeah. 
in this big dumb universe. Uh, as of April 2023, it has not been uh, updated. The only thing to get second season so far is What If and Loki, uh, which yeah. which makes sense. Like I feel like those What If could be just an eternal series at this point. Like they could. What What would the Falcon and Winter Soldier season two be? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's like literally... I'm taking a break from being Captain America. Well, that's cool. I'm taking a break from uh, running. You know, um, the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Uh, let's go hang out. Let's go hang yeah. out and party <laughs> down in New Orleans or something. Yeah. yeah. Captain the Winter Soldier, uh, <clears throat> go to Mardi Gras. <laughs> it's going to be like a 45 yeah. minute episode. Um, yeah. Bucky just astounded at the at the chaos that is <laughs> Bourbon Street and Mardi Gras. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah the, the other thing that we didn't mention is that uh, when we were talking about the abomination, I meant to bring it up, is that he runs kind of a retreat for supervillains, basically. Like a, mm-hmm. like a, like a come down to... Like a like an anger management class, and like the villains that they chose were just all absolutely incredible. Like Porcupine, um, Man Bull. Uh, there's another one in there that whose name I can't remember. That's really really funny, and like all of their interactions are, yeah. are extremely hilarious. Like El Matador or something like that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, is the, the one. Uh, these are like absolute C listers, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, all that stuff really worked. Yes, uh, A plus. Like I, I like this show a lot. Me too. Here. Not A plus. I mean, like Chernobyl's an A plus. Right on the MCU scale, though it's it's in the top tier. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, a plus a plus for MCU. Uh, if you yes. put Chernobyl in there, um, I, I don't know the, the things things will get out of whack pretty quickly. Yeah, it's it's a it's just start measuring everything by the best stuff. I was uh, I was you know it's no it's no Breaking Bad. I was but. out of town recently, um, and that night I was at uh, dinner by myself, fortunately, and I called Autumn and just kind of check in. I was like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm having some wine. I'm watching Chernobyl because I've had a really stressful day and I just want to relax. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's happened like uh, that, that's how that's how I work. I I I do that kind of shit. That's a real Gary thing. Yeah, she was just like, yeah, I'm just watching, you know, the end of the world, just relaxing. <laughs> this show stresses me out so much. Um, um, is that it? Well, let's end on a big, disgusting, wet fart. No, we have to talk about Guardians TV special. Oh no! Uh, I mean, is that it about She Hulk? Oh um, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think I'm I'm out of stuff to say. Okay. Uh, them revealing Hulk's son at the end—that's some real dodgy CG and is very funny. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Just the the, <laughs> the whole the whole uh, Hulk subplot in baby this sucks. where um I actually kind of again talking about I keep remembering this. It's been so long since we since I saw this, but the when she first gets Hulk powers and like she, they're doing the training mm-hmm. montage thing. And he's like, you have to find your center. And she's like, I've already done it. What are you talking about? Like, I'm good mm-hmm. is really, really funny. Um, and I hated towards the end where they turn her into like a rage monster and everyone's like, oh, how dare she or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But the whole Hulk subplot where he gets picked up and goes into space and then comes back with a space son named scar at the very, very end is really fucking weird. And I don't, I, I hope it's better when they eventually get to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to Guardians uh, special. Neither of us like this. Uh, yeah, Th- this sucks. And we're out of step. Like people like this, other than me, you and Autumn. <laughs> okay, it's, it's worth noting uh, that. So like this got good reviews. People dig this. Um, I really hated it. I, I really, really didn't like it. I don't. I told you this via text message. I don't understand why this exists because it's uh, it has to be expensive to get the entire Guardians team plus um, Kevin uh, Bacon um, mm-hmm. involved in a project like this. The CGI was actually really good, which means it was really fucking expensive. Uh, and then they it, it just had to be such a pricey, pricey show for forty five minutes of essentially nothing. Like I didn't. I don't think hardly any of the jokes landed. 
it was filled with just the worst music because I guess James Gunn really likes that old 97s band. And I, I, God love you. So, if that's so they your... didn't do most of the music in it. Oh, really? They wrote the original song mm-hmm. for it. The other things were other indie bands doing Christmas music. Okay. Well, they all sound like the old uh, 97s. Because, I mean, yes. I mean, it's it, the they're the shit. worst indie bands doing the worst Christmas music. Uh, it's just it's, fucking it's, awful, man. Yeah. The, the needle drops in it were excruciating. Uh, I, I, I don't like Christmas music in general, but I would have preferred them dropping like old King Wenceslas. <laughs> <laughs> and we go all wassailing yeah. shit like that. Like I, uh, I really hated the soundtrack in this. the The full length song in the beginning with um, Star Lord is going. That's not how that works. Uh, every two seconds, uh, I my soul left my goddamn body. Dude, it's, I mean, it was excruciating. <laughs> and it's just like a, a bunch of swooping shots of like Star Wars cantinas, essentially. It's so Star Wars looking. Yeah. It's like the way that I feel like Ant-Man 3 looked like good Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This looked like bad Star Wars. And ironically, Star uh, Wars doesn't me. even look like this anymore. <laughs> like if you watch The Mandalorian, yeah, yeah. it doesn't look like this anymore. They, they've, they've gone a little further. This is just like... Nobody wh- likes this shit. Yeah, dude. Like- <laughs> um, and then all of like the big thing in this, I think, is the reveal that uh, Star Lord and... Um, mantis are brother and sister right uh and i yes and this was handled so weirdly because i genuinely couldn't have told you if that was revealed in the second movie or not and maybe it was and this was like her struggling with like telling him because he doesn't she doesn't know how he's gonna take it or if he's gonna like it or not because of all of the complicated dad stuff but it just like it just felt so fucking weird and forced like to be saccharine in a way that i just hate gary like i just don't like and uh, this is yeah. this is also me coming to christmas stuff in a pretty bad way too like i'm not i'm not super into just generally sweet no, christmas we're not stories. the audience yeah for this kind of schlock yeah, yeah you know in a general sense yeah i uh yeah i it just did yeah it did not work for me it's weird because i think uh the guardian like i'm you know a little cooler on guardians one than most people but i like guardians too and i think they're capable of being funny and I think both Mantis and Drax are capable of being funny mm-hmm. in this. And I think that the franchise is capable of being heartwarming. Um, I think Guardians 2 has a bunch of heartwarming moments. Yeah. You know, the, the dedication of that movie to giving everyone an emotional arc, I think, is cool. Uh, this subverted both. Drax and Mantis are just weird psychopaths. And they're both, they put two characters who are way too alike. You know, they're both Starman. They both don't understand we don't understand your earth customs mm-hmm. and they put them together and then made them act like weird monsters. Like, uh, Mantis just steals that woman's money. Yeah. Uh, at one point she mugs people and then Drax is killing people and it, it's all played for, for slapstick comedy. Uh, and it, it's not funny. Like they need other characters to bounce off of, you know, which is feels like that should have been obvious to me. Like these characters are funny when they have a straight man. Yeah. You know, they're not funny when they're both together. Like you don't watch, you know, Hardy and Hardy. You know, we got to Laurel and Hardy. Um, the other thing is that all that maudlinness, all of that Christmas heartbreak stuff doesn't work for me because it's relying on like character depth from the other things. Like I'm supposed to think about Peter Quill and Mantis from the other movies and their histories there and then be like, oh, isn't it great that they're they're related and they have this this newfound connection. Uh, but the thing I'm watching, the thing I'm uh, in in the middle of right now is this goofily, tonally messy, like bullshit, nothing story. You know, it, it doesn't lay the work within itself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, to, to, to actually pay off. 
I, I would I would I would um, agree with that. Yeah, I feel like I mean, yeah, and it, and it's weird because like normally I would I would want that, and I I just but yeah. like for there's something about like this like relying on that and then surrounded by all of the Christmas stuff was just too much for me, and I just wanted to completely check out. Autumn had the funniest reaction because Autumn is very sweet, and you know we both like to support each other's like hobbies or or whatever you want to call it, like the media that each other likes, right? Uh, and like we finished it and it you know played through the credits or whatever we were looking at our phones and i just looked over and i was like that was fucking awful and she's like thank god you said that like i was gonna tell you that it was bad <laughs> but i was gonna be a little cool on how bad i said it was if you were gonna be kind of hot on it like if you liked it i wasn't gonna be as mean but she goes no that was fucking awful i wish i had my 45 minutes back like that was excrement <laughs> and i was like yikes <laughs> so fun <sighs> Yeah, it's it's a the thing that bothered me. So the Baldwin Christmas stuff bothered me. It's also reverential to Kevin Bacon in a way that I can't stand. I like I was explained the concept to live. You know, this is wife talk now. I explained the concept <laughs> to live, and I told the way I told her, I'm like, it's gonna sound fun. You're gonna sound like you want to watch it. I assure you, you don't. <laughs> the they kidnap Kevin Bacon for him and and enslave him and and stuff as a Christmas gift. He's like, that does sound fun. I'm like, I know. It does sound fun, but the whole time they're like doing this, like what you're not really the guy in Footloose actors are the worst. Look at the camera. We're actors saying that wink, you know, and then Kevin, uh, Kevin Bacon at the end, he freaks out because there's all the aliens. And he's like, you know what? I'll do it for Christmas. Let me sing a song with my band Uh, at the end. There's two full length, like performances Mm -hmm. from the old 97s. And then one from fucking Kevin Bacon writing like the worst Christmas songs you've ever heard. And like, uh, try to explain somebody who just like watched the like Guardians movie where they talk about Kevin Bacon, right? Like, the, they, there's Kevin Bacon jokes, and then because this dude is obsessed with this guy because he thinks he's the end all be all, and it's hilarious. It's very very funny in those movies, and then to take that bit and expand upon it like this for a long time in this show is just just oh, it was excruciating to sit through. I never want to do it again, Gary, and I never will. Like this, yeah. is, this is never going to be. I don't care what they like. If somebody is like, oh, they're brother and sister, I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. It happened in the off, off yeah. screen. Uh, do you remember if that yeah. happened in, in the second movie? I don't know why that bugs me. Did that come up at all? Uh, the, oh, the sisterhood mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I, I have. I've only seen it the one time. I'm a, uh, liked it, but I, I I didn't see it again. I, I basically I, most of the MCU I've only watched once, actually. So I'm a uh, reading um, through the critical response, and I'm just like floored, <laughs> stuffed, yeah. stuffed with funny, feel good Christmas joy. One of the best pieces of content Marvel Studios has released in years. What? Delightfully, mm-hmm. delightfully eclectic soundtrack. Are you? It's guys with the guitar. Yeah, are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I I laughed uh, in the beginning when they're on Hollywood Boulevard and they see a GoBot and Drax gets mad because the GoBots killed some of his family. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think the GoBots are technically in Marvel, like Marvel published a GoBots comic in the 80s. And just like the GoBots killing your family and having a prejudice against GoBots is funny to me. Uh, that's it, though. And that happens like four minutes into the movie uh, or into the special. And it is a 45 minute long special. Nothing else made me laugh uh in the entire thing pretty pretty dour all things considered i'm uh i'm incredibly dour i'm curious if you if you guys have any actually don't i don't actually care about anybody's opinion about this except my own (laughs) so don't (laughs) i knew what you're gonna say but yeah you don't don't have to write it yeah if you if you like it then you should skip you should probably skip the last 15 20 minutes yeah uh why are you listening to us yeah yeah 
uh, you know, happy for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Not for me, baby. <laughs> um, I it made it's. I'm glad I didn't watch it uh, and then make the decision in a vacuum whether to go see Guardians three or not. I'm glad that you saw this, hated it uh, as much as I did or more. And then you still liked Guardians 3 because this would have made me nervous for Guardians 3. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, as I've mentioned several times, I was like, ah, I don't know. Like I just, and then I just happened to have like a free day and I was like, let me just go to the movie theater and get away from everything. Um, and I'm glad I did because otherwise I would have been pretty soured on this series as a whole. And as it stands, it may be the best trilogy in the series in, oh, in the MCU. Like yeah. I, I kind of think it's, it's going to hold up like that well. Like Ant-Man is surprisingly good, but I don't know that it, it it hits some of the same highs that Guardians does, which yeah. is fucking strange. Captain America is pretty good, uh, but it gets Captain it, America is pretty hard to fuck with. It's bogged down by Civil War, though. I like you don't like Civil War. I, I, have we not talked about this? We have. We I think we covered Civil War oh, okay. at one point. I'm, I'm a lot. Oh, we, yeah, we did talk yeah, about yeah, that. I'm, I'm yeah, I like Civil War. Yeah, I'm a lot colder on it than yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, um, upcoming MCU. Yeah, that, that's that's. I was gonna say that's for another day, but that's for a day that's already passed. <laughs> because uh, we're a million years old and our brains are fucking stupid i was uh, i was talking about uh, uh my other podcast co-host chris about uh covering something the other day uh for our patrons and i was i was like i don't have we done this and he's like i think we did that and i'm like did i just, did I just guest mm. on a podcast that did this i have no idea what is going on yeah. <laughs> like i just could not remember to save my life it's a it's a it's a real it's the podcaster's dilemma yeah uh the uh the other last thing we're talking about is like the future, you know, stuff that's coming out soon, mm-hmm. uh, relatively soon. The next thing that comes out is uh, Secret Invasion. Um, they've released two trailers for like there was a teaser and then two full trailers for mm-hmm. it. Uh, that's coming out next month. Uh, that looks really good to me. Yes. Uh, I want them to go back to spy thriller shit. Hundred. Um, I think it works really well for their their TV scale. And uh, something I'm, I've come to peace with, I don't know if this is a popular uh, opinion or not. I'm, you know, and as a 42 year old man, I realized I really like Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I think he's really likable. Hot take. I like watching him talk. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a hot take. I had this weird sense that maybe he'd, he'd been canceled or that people didn't like him. Do the kids like Samuel Jackson? Is it chewy? I don't know. Uh, but I was just like, no, I want to see this guy lead a series. Yeah. Uh, I want to see him do badass shit. Uh, and say badass lines again i've always liked that it's consistently great yeah he's he's you know? he's amazing um there's an interview yeah. with him where uh um, he's like in one of those like uh, pr- you know um publicity tour situations and i think it's for one of the quentin tarantino movies it might be Django. and the guy who is this like scrawny white dude is like the suit is like you know you, you say the n-word a lot in this movie like what do you think and samuel L. jackson just interrupts him because i'm not answering any questions unless you say the word and, then, and the, the guy is like uh, uh uh he goes okay it's it's okay like it's fine i'm giving you permission say the word or otherwise i'm not going to answer any questions about it and the kid is just Whoa. like <laughs> just flat like tongue-tied and like completely flustered and i i, I just every time it, it that shows up on my feed anywhere i'll have to rewatch it again because it's so good he just the, the poor that would that would have hard countered me oh my god uh, right I, 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 <laughs> yeah I would like to think that I would never have asked the question to begin with. Like I just wouldn't go oh. there, but also I would have been just like, Oh, I'm leaving. I can't continue this interview. <laughs> we'll I, see you later. I know that I wouldn't have asked the question, but let's say I quantum leaped into someone who had just <laughs> asked the question. 
Uh, that would have absolutely <laughs> reduced me to dust as well. Oh, man. Did that ever imagine a situation in which like, I'm trapped under a train car and Samuel Jackson has a winch <laughs> and can save me? And before he does, he's like, say the word. Say the word. And I'm like, ah, uh, <laughs> no. There's a um, there's another video like that going around that happened at like a like a, a sports center kind of situation where they had a guest and the dude is like, you know, I just don't think they should use like, you know, why did they get to say it and we don't kind of thing. He's like, hey, man, just say it. And the guy's like, well, I don't want to say it. And then the guy's like, hey, look, I'll say it with you. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 I mean, it's okay. Just, and I'm just absolutely here for people being like, yeah, yeah, say the word. I dare you. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, yeah t- torturing people yeah. with the with the logical <laughs> conclusion of their dumb, dumb ass. Like, boy, it's weird that you get to say it. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like the funny Twitter equivalent of the uh, people like right wing grifters on online who are like well you're not supposed to say that word but what if saying it was the last wish of a make-a-wish kid thing before dying then could they say it i, mean, I don't know if you've if you've no, seen that no, I haven't. hypothetical just, nonsense yeah because that's yeah. exactly what a kid dying of cancer is going to wish yeah. for right yeah yeah their one wish well in this hypothetical situation yeah. maybe then it'd be okay i want chris pratt to say uh, the n-word on on on, on an mcu movie <laughs> as mario um yeah. um ugh, ugh. Um, I think I also think Samuel L. Jackson is a good actor and a good performer, and I'm looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. him in this series. Uh, I it, excited about returning to spy thriller stuff. I, the trailer gives a lot of like Winter Soldier vibes, which I'm here for. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of Maria Hill in it, and I like that because mm-hmm. she's she's one of my secret favorite MCU characters. Um, mm-hmm. The the alien stuff, like I'm curious how they're going to sell something as big as Secret Invasion, or if they're just going to be like this is the story that the, the the world never finds out about because it's spy thriller shit. And I'm, I'm really curious how it's going to affect the overall MCU stuff. Um, uh, yeah. It's going to be very different than the secret invasion comic, like, which is wildly, uh, you know, it's a line wide crossover. It's public information. It's using the name, but I think it's going to be an entirely different story. You know, there will be shapeshifters, but it's not going to be about the scrawl queen coming to earth and trying to enforce their religion you know on people and shit like that it's also uh uh, they're doing just to kind of they're doing something else that's interesting where it's kind of been an open secret that the samuel l jackson that we've seen in some of these movies is not the real samuel l jackson it's a scroll pretending mm -hmm. to be him uh and there's like some evidence in the movies to support that and i just really like their if they're going to do that like that their fact that they're actually doing like a a retcon in a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they're, they're actually like kind of doing a comic book thing with it. And I'm, I hope they catch a bunch of people unawares with it. And you know, I hope it's a good like reveal if, if they bother with it at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think it looks really cool. Uh, what, what do you think of the, the Marvel's trailer? Uh, where are you at on that? I, I wish this trailer had a different soundtrack that wasn't, you know, beastie boys uh sabotage with bullets sound effects going every 20 seconds or whatever um but that might be just me being a curmudgeon about because every trailer is like that nowadays um yeah i watched when i went to see guardians they played the indiana jones trailer which i am not in the pocket for whatsoever uh except for that chick from fleabag is in it for i don't know how she went from fleabag to indiana jones i do not understand but (laughs) whatever uh good for her uh but at one point they were playing um sympathy for the devil with like uh. the the bullet like dun, 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 kind of stuff to punctuate bits of the trailer and then overlaid on top of that was the indiana jones theme and then 
that also had like symphonic emphasis going on with it. So it was just two really chaotic like songs on top of all of like the soundtrack, not soundtrack, I'm sorry, all the uh, sound effects. Sound effects. And it was yeah. just awful. <laughs> I just could not that stand it. That sounds awful. So, and I, it was, when I watched the trailer, like the, the first thing was like, oh God, so it's another fucking Beastie Boys song with, you know, bullet effects. Uh, that said, all of that aside, I love the idea that their powers are entangled and they're swapping back and forth. I think that's going to be really, really fun. Uh, they, there's one scene where it looks like they're fighting, which because of course it is. It's a comic book mm-hmm. movie. They have to fight before they all team up. Uh, I think all three of the main characters are going to be extremely charismatic in this. Like it looks like they're having fun with it. So I'm, I am super mm-hmm. excited. This is, this is my shit. I am, I'm very into this. I, uh, I'm very curious about it. Uh, the thing that I, the piece of the puzzle I still want to see is what the antagonist is other than the problem with them switching powers, you know, like, uh, and not again, I'm not trying to be like a basic baby where I just want to see which action figures to bang up against each other. I want to see, you know, we talked about this with, with Marvel villain shit. Like the, the thing that makes me like or dislike a Marvel movie has almost exclusively been the villain. And even in Marvel movies, I didn't like, I tend to like the villain a lot of the time. You know, not in like Thor 2, but like that, that was my favorite thing about, say, like uh, Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. right? Was Namor. Uh, what is, I want to know what antagonism they're facing. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's going to be important because all of the stuff, all the things of them figuring it out, the cross-cultural stuff of like Monica Rambeau, uh, you know, meeting Kamala's family, all that stuff's great. Like Kamala getting called up to the big leagues through a cosmic accident. Like, that's going to be a joy to watch. And all the characters are characters who I like and actresses who I like. Uh, what happens once they figure that shit out and they have to do a movie? Yeah. What happens in the last you 30 know, minutes it, of this movie, right? Like, what, what is, who are they fighting and why and how? Wait, and it's, it's six months out. You know, it's weird that that hasn't been released. You know, and it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not trying to see which name drop. Like, oh, it's, it's you know, it's, it's the Psycho Man who's going to show up. Finally, Psycho Man. You know, it's it's not about getting to see a comic book character realize. It's just about, is it going to be something interesting and speaks to these characters? You know, uh, and I, I'm really curious about that. I'm also very optimistic, uh, and I think it looks really cool. Um, I didn't love the original uh, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's okay. Um, I like this much more. I like Kamala Khan more than I like the Captain Marvel character in uh, the MCU. The uh, um, as a character, I don't, I don't remember us ever covering Captain Marvel like in detail. Uh, but the thing that works for me in that movie is exactly what you just described. Like all of the beginning, like figuring everything out, and then after that, I'm just kind of, eh, whatever. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not very strong. Yeah, like Jude Law, mm-hmm. and then like the Skrull refugees is not very interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, you know. Uh, but again, it mean, ends up making a thing where the movie is interesting for the first part of it, and then has an ending that I couldn't give a shit about. Yeah. And I want to give a shit about the ending, you know, of whatever this is. Ideally, you everything that you watch or consume would have a, would be a complete whole. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's the goal. It's not too much to ask for a movie to have an interesting setup and interesting conclusion. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's like I, it's only on this incredibly compromised curve that that is asking for a lot. You know, uh, like I'm not uh 100% sky is falling about MCU stuff, but you'd be ridiculous to say it's as any good as in as good a place as it's ever been you know uh they've always had misses there have always been movies i haven't liked and stuff but it is in kind of a rough spot right now uh and i feel like this is an emblem of that it's it, you know the fact that we we are we we'd, we'd settle for half a movie it's tough that you know? uh they 
because they really they they pulled off the thing right like avengers in game and avengers and um infinity war are two of the best comic book movies of all time like hard stop period like i think they <coughs> they they actually fucking nailed all of that build up they they like there there's issues with those movies definitely but you can't argue yeah. like as a fucking lead into a 23 movie event like that. They fucking killed it. Like it was a commercial and critical success almost across the board. And then to come back from that is really fucking difficult. And to try to build that up again, it's going to be difficult. Um, that leads us into a couple of rumors. Like they, they, I don't know if you've heard fantastic forecasting stuff. Uh, what's his name? Um, Adam. Adam driver driver as Mr. Fantastic yeah. and uh, Margot Robbie as uh, Sue storm which I am not into at all. <laughs> I, I don't like either of those <laughs> like as a thing. I, I, I think that uh, what's I said um, is fine. Adam driver, mm-hmm. but I think he doesn't have the uh, dorky every man, you know, kindness that Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic should be like a dorky dad, not a weird angular mumbling goth. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Marco or Margot Robbie is great. Like, but she's so much more fun than Sue Storm should be. Yeah. I, you know, my, my, my love, my hope for a Fantastic Four movie. The reason why I love Chidi as that is they need to be kind of lame. Exactly. And, and that's the thing that none of the Fantastic Four movies have understood. Uh, Fantastic Four is stilted and dorky. They, it, they should be a little stilted and dorky. They should be absolute nerds. Um, I watched a, a Jim Jarmusch movie that I didn't particularly like, but it was uh, The Dead Don't Die. I don't know if you saw that with Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. I watched it pretty much based on the cast because it like fucking everybody was in it and it was like a zombie movie. Um, and the movie is just okay. It's not particularly great. But Adam Driver plays a particularly dorky um, like police guy in this town where zombies are coming up. Uh, and uh, it's just not quite believable. <laughs> like he just mm-hmm. dude's a little too like handsome and like has a, too much of a sharp face to really be like to really sell that. And I, that's what I'm worried about. And Margaret Ruby, I think is, I think she's great, and I love her as um, Harley Quinn. I think she's fucking amazing, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not the energy that I want Sue Storm to have. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then, and and maybe we're wrong about that. Yeah. Like, so uh, weirdly, uh, directly resultant uh, comparison. I would not have expected um, Chris Evans to make a good Captain America based on him making an excellent Johnny Storm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he still he still pulled that off. You know, so like maybe I'm not giving Margot Robbie enough credit for for range. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it's very hard for me not to think of her in these like Barbie and you know Harley Quinn like roles exactly of being yeah. uh, fun. Um, so. the other thing I wanted to mention is that uh that Mia Goth has potentially been tapped for mm-hmm. the Blade movie as one of like the the villainesses of that movie, and I don't know if you if you're on the Mia Goth chain yet, uh, but uh, she's one of my like favorite actresses right now. So just having her as a crazy fucking uh, villain, I think would be absolutely amazing. So I, I mean, I like Mia, Mia Goth. I don't know what the Mia Goth chain is. Train. I, I meant, I, sorry, I meant train. Oh, train. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, I've watched like, a bunch uh, of movies with her uh, over the last year and I'm just in love with her. So yeah, she's good. Uh, we watched X. Yeah. Uh, she was real fun in that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's cool. The prequel for that is uh, absolutely incredible. That's where it's on our list. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't believe I haven't watched it yet. Uh, the trailer was like on our short list and then we realized it was a sequel Yeah, uh, and then watched the original version. The, um, the, um, oh, what the fuck movie did she do with, uh, the Skarsgård brother? Uh, it was not a particularly great movie, but she was absolutely amazing at it. Oh, uh, infinity pool. Infinity pool. Yeah. 
um yeah movie with a lot of interesting ideas and some dumb special effects but uh, but just she was really fucking incredible in it so give her every give yeah, her she's good yeah, anything yeah i would like her to be uh you know i, I welcome aboard oh you know uh um, before we get out of here one last thing I, I wanted to ask you uh did you watch the into the spider-verse 2 trailer I, I haven't actually. I haven't watched that one. Yet. I guess we'll we can talk. We can regroup via text message later. But I watched it and was strangely like kind of like okay. <laughs> like I wasn't kind of on yeah. It? I was kind of on it, and I don't know why. Like I don't really like that first movie. I, I just I don't know, man. It just looked weird. You did really like that first movie. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like you said you don't. No, I, I really do. Uh, I think you 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 said you were saying I don't something else, yeah. and then uh yeah. I, I for me, I think that that movie is the kind of movie that I I really loved, but I it feels like it stands alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me like more of the same will have diminishing returns because so much of what was cool about that was this new animation style and like it'll feel really good to go back there but it won't feel as new you know so i can kind of see that i'm still looking forward to it like those are those are cool movies oh yeah uh they're also for people listening uh you know, i'm sure there's some people who don't care about marvel shit but still just like us and listen uh they're great movies for gen pop you can show into the spider verse to like Anybody. somebody who doesn't like superhero movies yeah, yeah. and they'll like it it's um you know it, it's it's like really like it's like movie. the classic like 90s animated movie right like where you're just like oh yeah, yeah these are just great fucking movies that are really fun to watch like this doesn't matter yep. that there's a spider-man or a, a fucking talking lamp that sings a song about being people's guest <laughs> or whatever like it just they're just great <laughs> well also get the creators of that to teach the rest of the mcu how to do needle drops oh my god uh that don't make you want to die see uh, my, you know because like into the spider verse had music things that like where it's a little cheesy, but didn't make me want to die. Yeah, uh, yeah. most of that, most of this that yeah. movie had really good soundtrack. Of course, it was all hip hop stuff, and I'm I'm way more into the hip hop yeah. stuff. But anyway, yeah. uh, it, it maybe works better for needle drops than fucking, uh, you know, all star. Uh, we we talked about this. Me and Cole talked about this. We talked about the Dungeon Dragons movie. But one of the best things about it is that it doesn't have any modern music in it. Like, there's just a soundtrack that kicks up, and it just sounds like fantasy music. Mm-hmm. At no point is it like, well, let's go to ye old inn. And then like somebody starts singing, let's get started in here mm-hmm. or some bullshit like that. Like you just don't have to deal with that kind of nonsense. Uh, it's something like I'm really flexing for with the Mario movie, which like, we're also going to cover. And I just know it's going to be fucking chock-a-block full of that yep. shit. Uh, that's, uh, and I just I hate it. That's the one thing that I was really curious about because, uh, with the, in terms of the Mario movie, cause I wasn't going to go to the theater to see it, but I was really curious about, uh, like the music of it. Cause Mario, it, I mean, if you look at like the the swath of Mario games over the last fifty years or whatever, like it's amazing how much great music is in it, and the fact that they would yeah. just use commercial licensed music from shitty rock bands is astounding to me. Like, why would you ever? <laughs> like, I don't understand. You, you single handedly done more cool things to to make big bag a uh, big band music uh, cool. Yeah, you know, like the, Mar- the Mario games have basically kept that genre alive. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and and you're just gonna drop in fucking all star, <sighs> fucking ridiculous. Uh, what what is not ridiculous is supporting the podcast, which you can do at Patreon.com/slash/DuckFeedTV. Yeah. Sign up uh, and donate money every month for a return of rewards. You get all kinds of cool stuff. You can have uh, exclusive content in your ears. Uh, you can chat with the community with your fingers. Pretty much the limit of body parts that can interact with the Patreon. I think. I hope. <laughs> I don't know of any more. Is, yeah. is there video content that they can? If, if you want to lick your computer, you can. Is there video with uh, the eyes? Not, I don't think there's video. There's not not, a lot of video not bonus. Stuff. Uh, vid- yeah. We have stuff that we put out on video from time to time, mm-hmm. but it's not bonus stuff. Cool still streams. 
but oh, you yeah. don't have to be a patron for that. Yeah, you can just go watch that. Um, yeah. yeah. You're stealing from us, but you can. <laughs> um, the, you can also leave, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can also leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict or anywhere mm-hmm. you do podcasts. That is helpful. But most importantly, tell your friends. Tell all of your friends. Yeah, you buddies who are into X-Men and shit. Mm-hmm. Catch them up. Uh, screen us. record you listening to this podcast and then record a TikTok about it and put it on TikTok and live, have it go viral. Pick our funniest moments. That's what you need to do, teens. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to do to, for you doing. Please. I want to be viral yeah. on TikTok one day and not for just a 10 second Avengers thing where I got 700,000 views for the weirdest <laughs> shit. <laughs> Some weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, little little quick programming note too for people who follow along with us uh apologies for the you know the surprise god loves man kills and uh pre-apologies um i don't quite remember when gwen gets back from tour and i can't speak to her schedule when she gets back so it's possible there'll be another short comic run before we get to old man logan but old man logan heads i promise you we will get to old man logan we just <laughs> we'll get uh, there when request of it we really want to do it with the guest um so. watch the watch the twitter feed I'll, I'll update the twitter feed if you guys are still doing twitter stuff um we'll uh, yeah. or maybe we'll toss something on the patreon if we, if we need to but uh yeah. to, we'll, we, we will announce stuff directly so yes yeah. uh and take care everybody bye everybody